Welcome to another message from Bridge Assembly, located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information on Bridge, go to our website at bridgehelena.com. It is our prayer that this message will help you to connect with God, connect with others, and connect others with God. Yeah. You guys can be seated. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his hometown. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judah to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he is the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that was happening, that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And at the, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Christmas story. And we could... We could be done right now, couldn't we? We could just come up and light the candles and sing another song and and end right here. But that wouldn't tell the whole story, would it? Because Christmas is much more than just this Christmas story. It's not just this Christmas story we hold dear, because this Christmas story never ends. His story is so much more and each one of us are meant to be a part of that story i want you guys to know that tonight 
God extends this wonderful story to each one of us, and he invites us to come in and be a part of that story. Now think about what was going on during this time of the original Christmas story. See, the Jewish people were waiting. They had been waiting a long, long time for the Messiah to come. There had been many prophecies, many prophets that attested that the Messiah would come to, to Israel. And after looking and watching and waiting and wondering, Jesus, Emmanuel, the incarnate Son of God, was finally here. But he wasn't what some expected. He didn't make his first appearance the way some thought that he should have. He didn't powerfully hit the scene in a sensational display. It was quite the opposite. Humbly as a baby in an unremarkable environment with little fanfare surrounding him, Christ, the Savior of the world, made his appearance in a way that was very not, much not expected. In fact, Jesus lived his life here on earth in a very unexpected way. So for some who had waited so long, there was indifference. There was disillusionment. There was anger. There was even denial. It's largely because he came in this most unsuspecting way. How could the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior of the world, will you fill in the blank? Because many of us are asking the same kind of questions today. Questions based on assumptions, standards, and ideas that, that we have set out. I guess what we are really asking is, does Jesus meet our expectations? Does Jesus meet my expectations? Now, I don't know if that question is a right or wrong question to be asking, but what I know is the correct answer to that question. The correct answer to that question is Jesus meets all expectations of the Father. Amen. So that's good enough for me. Emmanuel, God with us. It's what we're celebrating. And as much as the world tries to deny it, it's what the world testifies to every time that they partake in this holiday. So many try to make it something that it's not, but you can never take it away from what it is. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You know, the darkness will never overcome the light of Jesus. 
the light of all eternity literally came into this world on that first Christmas morning. Jesus gave up everything to become a baby growing in a womb, to become an infant that was born in, in a pretty normal, not even normal way. Jesus went through his life as a toddler, as an adolescent, as a young boy who became a man. He gave up his heavenly throne to do that for each one of us. The light came into this world, and he wants to be the light in each one of us. He wants to be the light in you. So despite where you're at now, I don't know where you're at now, I don't know how you walked into this building today. I don't know where your heart is. I don't know where your life is. I really don't know what you've done in your life. I don't know what you haven't done in your life. But when it comes to Jesus, it doesn't matter. Jesus wants to come into your life just like he came into this world in a way that defies your assumptions, your standards, your ideas, or even your expectations. I think all too often, as people, especially in this day and age, we put so many assumptions, standards, ideas, and expectations upon religion, and that bleeds over, and we do that upon Jesus himself. We say, well, if Jesus is real, then... And if Jesus really wants me, then. And if really there's a heaven and a hell, then. Those are assumption standards, ideas, and expectations. And it's those same things that caused so many of the Jewish people to miss the greatest event in history when Jesus was born and laid in that manger. And like I said, undeniably, Christmas is all about Christ. Despite how the world has tried to reinvent this holiday season, Christmas is about hope coming in the form of that little baby. You are here tonight in celebration and affirmation that Christ Jesus came into this world. He walked this world. He taught in this world. And he died on this world for each one of us. So my question for you tonight is simply this. Though he came into this world, has he come into your life? Personally, has he come into your life? Is Christmas an idea or is Christmas a personal experience? If not, I would ask, well, why not? What are you waiting for? Has a false idea or expectation caused you to live a life of indifference, disillusionment, anger, hurt, pain, denial, addiction? See, Jesus is the greatest gift ever given. Have you unwrapped and accepted 
that gift. John 3, 16 and 17. So many of us just automatically know that, don't we? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That's the truth. That's the truth right there. So many are coming against the truth, trying to, to say the Bible says things that it doesn't, that Jesus was somebody who, who he was not. You want to know the truth. The truth of the matter is John 3.16 and 17. And when I read this verse, I can have confidence because I believe and know that there is truth in Scripture. I believe Jesus came, that he lived, and that he died for each and every one of us. I believe death could not keep him down, and through his resurrection, he displayed the eternal life that he also offers each one of us. I believe it is only through Jesus that we can be forgiven and gain salvation. And I believe that Jesus is coming again. I believe Jesus is coming again in the not-too-distant future. And ultimately, it is Jesus who will judge us all. So when Christmas 2.0 comes and Jesus returns for his church, I want to be ready. I want to be looking for him. I want to be awaiting his arrival. I don't want to make the mistake so many made the first time, deceived with false ideas and wrong expectations. And I don't want anyone in here to make that same mistake either. I really don't. That's my heart. I want you guys to be ready. I want you to be right. And I want you to be waiting. In a few minutes, we're going to light our candles. And we're going to celebrate the light coming in to the darkness of this world. It's a wonderful Christmas Eve tradition. But did you know it can be so much more tonight? It can be so much more for you. Listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. If you believe that, or if you want to believe that, and I would ask you to stand up right now, and I would ask you guys to pray with me. Just repeat after me right now. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I have fallen short. I believe you are the Son of God, sent by the Father 
who died for me and wants to live for me for all eternity. Jesus, in my heart, I accept and believe that you are the Christ. And by my mouth, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Now, I don't claim to know much. If you know me, I just don't do that. But what I do know with certainty is that Jesus wants to bring hope and peace and blessing and security and confidence into your life. He wants to heal those hurts. He wants to, to release you from your past. And all you have to do is welcome him in. See, Jesus wants to love you beyond measure. So I say, don't leave here tonight the same way that you walked in here tonight. God is for you. God is for you. So never forget that. As you guys come forward and we light our candles in celebration of Jesus, the light coming into this world, please listen and sing along with this last song. It's a, it's a very powerful song. It's called The Blessing. And it's exactly what God is longing to do in your life. Light your candles and let's sing and let's celebrate and let's worship and let's believe. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can't overcome it. We praise Jesus tonight. We lift our light up to his. As his is the ultimate light. If you prayed that prayer tonight, you're a part of his church. If you prayed it and you believed in your heart, you are now a part of his kingdom. I would encourage you guys, if you prayed that prayer, to find a church. This is a great church. But if this isn't your church, find a church. Get plugged in. We can't make our celebration for Jesus and allow our light to shine if we only come to church once or twice a year. So let's celebrate tonight. Let's celebrate tomorrow the real reason for this season. And that is our Savior and our King and our Lord and our Comforter, our Prince of Peace. It's our Jesus, the one who came for each one of us. Father, once again we come to you, we come before you, and we submit ourselves and we lay ourselves down. We thank you for your ultimate plan and how perfect that that plan was, bringing your son, the sinless sacrifice into this world to bleed and to die for each one of us. But he didn't stay dead. And on the third day, he rose again, conquering death. No more darkness that can come over us if we have Jesus in our life. Thank you, Father. Forty days later, he ascended back to you as he waits 
He's just waiting to come and get his church. Christmas 2.0. Lord, help us to be ready, waiting, and looking for you. Jesus, I ask a blessing on everyone here tonight, everybody watching and listening online as we celebrate this most wonderful time. Just like this last song says, may there be a blessing for a thousand generations as we turn our lives to you and give our heart to you. Jesus, be glorified and be lifted high. We proclaim your name and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. This concludes today's message. We hope you can join us next Sunday for services beginning at 10 o'clock a.m. at Bridge Assembly located at 725 Granite Avenue in Helena, Montana. For more information about Bridge Assembly, go to bridgehelena.com. And we hope you can join us next Sunday with Pastor Jason Metz.